0: What up, folks? What it do? Welcome to another episode of the Best Advice Ever podcast with your guy, man, Mike Goodwin, the bow-tied comedian. Now, what's interesting, this is irony. What I'm going to talk about today, and if you're watching this, you obviously see I'm not in my typical bow-tie comedy a tie. If you listen on the, if you listen to the audio, you don't know. But right now, I'm rocking a uh, WNBA hoodie. Shout out to the WNBA preseason. I'm a big South Carolina Gamecock fan, as you know, and we are steadily populating the WNBA with players. So. I'm going to be a little bit more mindful—not mindful, but pay a little bit more attention to what's going on with the WNBA. I, I've I've been loosely following the Aces, especially during a playoff run. I'm not, you know, I kind of watch and check, see what this what their uh, record is. But I, I watch, I watch the, the WNBA championship game at least the last. Maybe the last three years. I, mean, I know the last two years, but maybe the last three years. I remember the Chicago Sky winning a year ago and then, not a year ago, two years ago. I I don't remember who won it three years ago. And then last year, the Aces. The Aces won. Also this year, the Indiana Fever has like three Gamecocks. They got Destiny Henderson. Victoria Saxton and the one and only Aaliyah Boston. So they are currently on the team. Then you got Bree B. I don't know what team. I think she's, I don't know, in Chicago possibly. She's out at a team. You got out in LA. You got Ziya Cook. Again, you have Asia with the Aces. We just had um, a girl come back. She's going to be with the dream in Atlanta. I see her in the gym and her family, she's from here. She lives here in Columbia. She went to Dutch Fork and I can't pull her name out of my head but I see her at the gym at least once a week. I saw her at the gym like two weeks ago. Coates, Aaliyah Coates. So she's going to the dream. I think Tiffany is out there somewhere. Tiffany uh, Mitchell. Tiffany Mitchell is on the team. Alicia Alicia Gray. I think Alicia Gray plays for the Atlanta Dream. Uh, the young woman that transferred Kia, her father's an NBA play, Davis. Kia Davis. I don't know if she's currently in the league. I just saw that Kiki was waived during the The preseason, so yeah, the 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 more and more uh, gamecock basketball players that make their way into the WNBA, I I will be paying much more attention. And it's interesting today, the advice that I'm gonna give relative to what I am wearing. So let's get this podcast started. I, I typically start every episode with "On the Road." But not today. I'm I'm not gonna be on the road. I'm not gonna be on the road for a few weeks, probably another six weeks, f- five six weeks. Part of that is the way that booking and scheduling happened. May as 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 uh, the months were shaping up, there wasn't any action happening in May, and then I started saying, "Hey, let's not let's not do anything in May." That would give me. The ability to just recharge and rest. I've been running, man. I've been running probably the last break was like COVID. (laughs) And so I was running prior to COVID. COVID, we had a little break. And I got to moving pretty quickly after COVID. And so it may seem like a very uh, appropriate time to take a little stop. Take a little hiatus. A little sabbatical, a little May Master, right? Few things, a few things that that I need May for. One is just to set to recharge and uh, reformulate my brain. I was telling my my beautiful wife the other day, what makes the engine run is is my thoughts, my brain, my brain. If I, my brain's not well, if it's too inundated with information, if it's over stimulated or overwhelmed. I just, I don't produce the same type of, of material. So now I've myself an opportunity to decompress a little bit, take a little breath. It's like the end of a college semester. Take a little break. The other thing is my weight. So, and this episode I'll kind of tie into that component a little bit. But I'll share as it relates to weight in the actual advice that I'll give. And I'll give you a little bit of background and context. And the the other thing for May being a good kind of stopping place, it's it's not all the way midway of the year. It's not the six-month mark, but it's at a point where we can look at what's been happening and, and I got a number of projects, you know, tour dates that'll happen here in the fall. So like really being strategic about putting the plan into place for probably the next 12 to 18 months of, of what I want going forward. And that, that takes a little bit of time to, to slow down and sit down and take a break. You know, it's hard to, it's hard to prepare for the upcoming season in the actual season. That's why it's good to have an off season and a preseason and a regular season and a playoff season. I really, even though I'm not a professional athlete, I really like that rhythm of, of life. I, I really enjoyed school calendar when i was in school you would have the beginning of a semester year january to about this point may where folks were starting to wind down at the end of the year just felt different classes were a little bit more casual teachers were showing videos as opposed to assigning work they were like Field day activities, field trips and those types of things typically would happen at the end of a school year. And this half the year because you start the year in August, but from January to about May. So then when I was at when I worked at the school, I would have June, July and a portion of August pretty much for the summer. I think in that summer, I may take two weeks. For a little vacation type deal but i always had two weeks that i had to do for my reserve training so that wasn't that wasn't vacation (laughs) that was some that was some humping some work and i would have typically the, the month of july that was just kind of for me to plan for the upcoming school year Wasn't getting a lot of traffic into my office, even the campus, like all the teachers were going, there would be summer programs, things like that camps. But for the most part, it would be a skeleton crew on campus, small crew of people. We run and get lunch together. Most folks would work to about three o'clock, four o'clock, and then they check out a little earlier than usual. And then August happens and then you back at it, you know, you're kind of gearing up and you're in the, you're in the, you're in the soup until about December. You get that little break in December, January starting again. So I, I enjoyed that rhythm, but I definitely enjoy kind of the attitude around a season. Like my, my comedy season is from here to here. The playoffs start here. And then, you know, championship time. And then we got an off season. I, I, I really, I really like, I really like that rhythm, but most folks, if you're not working at a school, cause that's a, people that were working typical careers. Like my, my buddy in real estate, I, I mean, real estate probably has ebbs and flows, but they, people want to buy houses all the time, folks, all oh, there's no time of the year. Where folks are like, yeah, I'm not buying a no house. So there is no, like, it's all a season. So then now you need to implement a flow and a, a, how things work for for your particular industry. Well, that being said, I think we should go ahead and jump off the best advice ever. So again, those of you that are on video, it's going to be a little ironic, but my best advice ever today is: look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. Now I do not have on my blaze, I do not have on my button-up shirt. I do think I look good. I mean, this is a it's a very comfortable hoodie. I got my little beanie on my head, a little Under Armour wrapping underneath. But look good, feel good. And this is primarily related to style and fashion. Dressing up, stepping it up a little bit. That's something that's very important to me. As you can tell, I wear a bow tie, bow tie comedy. But let me give you my superhero origin story. I grew up as a young lad. I was the first of three children. And my mom is not a seamstress by profession, but she really enjoyed fabrics, clothes, sewing. And because I was the number one, the first child and they had me for like four years before another person showed up, I had a semi only child experience. I didn't have the full only child experience like growing up, but I did have, about a good four year stretch, where as a four year old, I mean, I, I don't think you're understanding all of how life works, but as a four year old, you got a pretty good concept of me. And so a lot of attention was put on me. I had nice little suits. There's a picture I'll probably put in my Instagram story this week. Uh, I was in a three piece suit. My mom had me in a three piece suit. I was like a little, I was like a little toy doll like a little baby doll like my mother really enjoyed dressing me up and whatever that energy was whatever that early initial foray into style and fashion it 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 stuck i don't know if it's in my dna specifically or i just remembered how big a deal clothes were it stuck and just growing up in general clothes I mean I, I really enjoy basketball I like girls I really like the girls girls was <laughs> I always like girls I like girls from the beginning <laughs> it was all the girls I like the girls Wanted to be with the girls so th- those were very important to me I, I like basketball basketball came when I was about 12 13 maybe even 14. Like I remember whatever I need to go back and do the the check, but I remember watching the NBA finals. It was 88, 88 or 89. Basically when the uh, Pistons beat the Lakers in that, at finals, they beat the bulls to go to the finals that that was at the NBA Eastern conference finals. I think that might've been the game where Scottie was having those migraines. There was a, there was a, I think I'm I'm, going to actually go back through the last dance and do some, do some footage, some videos about my perspectives and what, what what stood out to me about the last dance. But I remember Scottie Pippen just was not dependable during that stretch run early. He would have these migraines. He would often be out of the game. Detroit had what they call Jordan rules where they would just hammer Jordan whenever, anytime he got into the paint. And this one, Detroit was the bad boys. They were, they were on the top of the world. So I just really, I am a huge, if you would, you do not know this, I don't do a lot of, you know, this is not a player. you often hear people talk about, Joe Dumars. If you go watch some Joe Dumars footage, Joe was nice. Joe, to me, kind of represents a little bit what Steph Curry represents to this modern age of children. When I was a kid, a guy like Joe Dumars seemed like a guy I could be like Joe Mar Joe Dumas, wasn't super tall. He wasn't super athletic. You know, he wasn't jumping from the free throw line. I just saw a guy that was like, uh, maybe my build, my size, maybe Joe, Joe, maybe six, three, but you know, he looked like a smaller guy and he could just go. I mean, he could just play. And so that resonated with me. Cause again, I don't have this, uh, freakishly athletic build and I can't jump out of the gym and catch the ball off the backboard type deal where I was a huge Jordan fan, but I looked at Jordan like I could practice some of his moves and his, his emulate his style and his, 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 the way that he plays. But Joe Dumars gave me like a path, like, oh man, you could play like Joe. Joe's about, you know, y'all about the same size. So it's huge, Joe. He could play defense. Man, he could knock down wide open shot. Man, Joe could just go, man. Joe, and he didn't talk. Joe Dumas didn't do a lot of talking and in that team. There was a lot of other folks that talked Isaiah Thomas, Bill Lane Beer. Even in that moment in time, Dennis Rodman wasn't even talking back then. Dennis Rodman was just like the little brother that just went out and played hard and got rebounds and blocked shots. Like he did. He just wasn't a rebounding guy. Like he was just the worm back then you know he wasn't (laughs) the Dennis Rodman we've come to know from the Chicago Bulls back then he was just the worm I don't even know if he was coloring his hair yet he was just the regular long linky uh point not point guard but like small forward style you know he was out there slashing blocking shots playing defense falling all over the place taking charges so I love that. I love that. I love that whole team. Vinnie Johnson was the microwave. He come in and just light it up. So I was a big fan of that team in particular, big fan of Joe Dumars. So I kind of fell in love with basketball, really fell in love with basketball at that point. But the other thing I loved was clothes. Like I literally, when I, when I just sitting here thinking, I remember, getting one of my like prized possessions. I got a pink polo button up when I was in middle school. I might've been in the seventh grade and I don't know if my mama got it from Goodwill. I don't know if there was someone else that had it and get, but that was a prized possession of mine. I also had these black and white, like it wasn't boat shoes, but like loafers that had a little tassel I got those from JC Penny in like the seventh grade. And I can remember wearing those shoes every day. To school. I don't care what I had on. I had on these black and white. They were like Miami Vice, you know, beach loafers. And I wore those jokers every day because I I just always had the attitude: if I look good, I'ma feel good. And then from there, I had a Bugle Boy shirt. <laughs> I had this Bugle Boy shirt that I bought with my own money. There was a commercial back in the day. Guy standing on the side of the road. A woman drives by in this car. She hits the brakes. Skrrt! Hey, excuse me. Are those Bugle Boy jeans you wear? And I don't know if he got in the car or not, but the jeans were bad enough to make her stop in this desert, deserted Desert. So clothes, man, I just always have had an affinity for fashion, clothes. I'm a member of a black fraternity, cap outside there. I love looking at the pictures of the brothers from like 1911 and 1915 and 1920. Like those dudes were in suits and derby hats. And (laughs) I used to just be, in all of the fashion that these young guys were wearing back in the early 1900s as college students, you know, these 19, 18, 20 year olds and full on suits. You probably didn't you didn't see suits that style really started to change until maybe about the 60s, probably mid 60s. Where you started to see more of the denim, polyester, where clothes became a lot more trendy and fashionable. But before that point, it's pretty classic suits. And I'm sure I can go back in and, and look. There were probably some. Zoot suits or some examples of suits that were not the traditional classic suits, but suits were the main, uh, entree of the day as it relate, as it related to fashion. And so that's just my vibe. I've always, I've always enjoyed putting on clothes, getting dressed up, having my personality shine through my appearance and my apparel. So today, I want to, I want to, I want to, I not even challenge you, but I want to encourage you because I know a lot of people, men, I'm talking men in particular, aren't big on dressing up for whatever the reason may be. One of the reasons I think is that people, men that have suits, they have like one or two suits, they're just ill-fitting. They bought the suit. It was for an event, it was for a dinner that they needed it, maybe a funeral, some type of thing that they needed a suit. They want to spend a bunch of money on the suit. They went and got this $99 suit or $200 suit, whatever the amount was, and they just wear it to everything that requires a suit. So it's just not a lot of customization. So if you're that person, I would encourage you to take that suit and just take it to a tailor. Whatever, the, whatever the, 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 the amount that you spent for it, take it to a tailor and get them to adjust the fit of your suit in your pants and in your jacket. And it would make a world of difference if you had a suit that was fit custom to your body. If it, if it draped the way the, the, the fabric draped across your shoulders and it accentuated the contours of, of your particular physique. I think that would do a thousand percent. I think you'll feel a thousand percent more better in that suit than just getting the suit off the rack and ironing it and throwing it on and just having it, it look like waterfalls at the bottom of your suit. Or it just, it just, man, a, a suit that's not, that's ill fitted, it just doesn't look well. I was watching the news this weekend. I got a, a niece that's a TV anchor. And there were a couple of guys, one guy in particular, he had on this this jacket that just looked like it was his grandfather's jacket. And it just did not compliment him. I'm sure it didn't feel good being swallowed by this jacket. And so what I'm going to do going forward, I'm I'm going to create this video series because often two things have happened to me a lot as it relates to fashion and style. One of two things will happen. Someone will see me and say, oh, man, your wife must have picked that out for you. Let me say this. And I'm not, there's no shade. <laughs> I, I'm not being, I'm not being facetious. My wife doesn't buy me clothes. She just doesn't do it. She, it's it, it's too much to buy clothes for me. So she stopped. My I don't know when she stopped because she tried. She gave efforts. She tried and she just couldn't figure out the puzzle. It's just so she just relented. My wife, man, my wife, she's very hard working when she she faces a brick wall. She's at some point like I'm good. So she just stopped that she may give me a gift card to a particular place. But in terms of her going to a store, looking at clothing and bringing it home, it doesn't happen. And if it does happen, I've said, hey, could you grab this for me? So my wife doesn't pick out my clothes. My wife doesn't dress me. My wife has never dressed me ever. What 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 I typically wear is 100% inspired by what I think is fashionable. So that's number one. Number two is there's often when I'm doing events, Husbands, wives, dudes, people often come to me and say, Either number one, dudes will say, Hey man, I wish I could go shopping with you. Or number two, wives would say, I wish my husband can go shopping with you. So what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna create some uh videos, do some videos where I will, hey man, give you some fashion tips, some style tips, some things that I've learned. And I've had quite a journey. Like I've I've had I've hired a stylist, I've had customs. I, one of my one of the biggest evolutions in my style. I didn't have a casual style for a long time. My casual style was me not wearing a tie. I would have on a suit, a shirt that was unbuttoned, no tie. That was my that was me being casual. Me being casual is either me showing up with some dress shirt some, uh, like some slacks and a blazer. That was, I had no button up shirts that were, I could roll up the collar. I had no khakis, no knits, sweaters. I had nothing between workout clothes and suits. That that was my max. I had the workout clothes. Voila that I'm wearing today. Or I had suits and blazers. I had nothing in between. I had that middle ground date night, movie night, showing up at a PTA or an event recital, your boy's in a suit jacket. <laughs> and that was too much. So that's gonna be one of the video emphasis going forward. And yo, send me some questions. If you got questions about style, you wanna refresh your style, you wanna. To- And I'm thinking 30 and up, you know, this new age, these boys, they different, maybe even 35 and up because they they got a different sense. But I'm classic throwback. A lot of my my style is inspired by the academy. I I often think about if I was a college professor, how would I want to show up? it class so yeah man give me some ideas and maybe i could we could think of a cool name of this video i'm, I'm, I'm actually I, I shot my my guy that does the editing of our podcast i told him, hey man we're gonna we're gonna do videos i got my, my philosophy going forward about these videos is everything plus the kitchen sink emphasis on going viral I, I, i'm gonna put out whatever ideas i have we gotta go viral people and i need your help but if you have any questions about fashion and style, email me, info at comedianmikegoodwin.com. Again, advice of the day. The best advice ever is if you look good, you feel good. Put some attention on your style and your fashion, whatever it is. Again, I'm not asking you to wear a suit every day. I'm just asking you put a little polish on. Put a little polish on your shoes, man. Get your shirt. Custom, get you some, uh, get a tailor to, to, to hem your pants and bring in, bring in, and, and whatever your, you know, because that's the other thing. I didn't, I did not get to wait. I did not get to wait. Uh, and, and we're almost out of time, so I'll have to talk about weight on the next podcast. But man, thank y'all so much for checking in to another episode of the best advice ever podcast. Follow me on social media. I'm at Bowtie Comedy on Instagram, Twitter facebook i'm at comedian mike goodwin i'm over there on the tiktok with the young people doing the tiktoks that's at uh Bowtie comedy also on youtube some of you are watching me now Uh will check in let me know how you're enjoying the show download it rate the show all the things we gotta gotta grow this and i would love to have your help thank you so much for checking in and i'll see you next week same bat channel same bat cha- time. Same bat channel, same bat time. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you're here with me and I appreciate it. Peace.